0: So to T-Bosh and the fellas talking life and sports, coming at you right now. We've got a new fella on deck for Episode 6, P-Rez, my longtime friend and father of two healthy young future fellas. It is a very big pleasure to finally get you on to be part of these shenanigans, sir. What's up?
1: How's it going? Good to be here, man. I, uh, I'm excited. And I uh, just want to give a shout out to my Tar Heels 2017, the <laughs> uh, champion this year. Uh, so yeah, good to be here.
0: We've also got one of the original fellas back with us, the ginger sensation himself, Mr. Johnny Taberzi. What's going
2: on, sir? I just wanted to be known i am not a ginger i don't have freckles <laughs> but other than that
0: he's a ginger
2: i'm doing real well all
0: right i'm thomas Bosch, host of t Bosch and the fellas talking life and sports and as always we're glad to have y'all riding with the fellas let's knock this out all right, fellas, Perez, it is a pleasure to have you on the show finally. I know you've been asking to do this thing for a couple of months, and uh, we worked this thing out. So what's going on, sir?
1: Oh, man, it's uh, damn busy uh, being a dad, starting a new career. it's uh, My days are full. Yeah. But I, uh, You're a busy guy. Glad we got, I got a chance to do this. Yeah, sure.
0: abso- absolutely, man. Well, speaking of uh, fatherhood here, let's talk about fatherhood. You are one of very few of my friends that not only has one child but now too so you are super dad perez <laughs>
1: I would like to think so. I mean, I I cooked a couple of steaks tonight. Got my kid to bed early. Uh, <laughs> doing my thing, man. It's uh, it's tough, but it's super rewarding for sure. I
2: am
0: absolutely sure it is. I can't imagine myself in your shoes right now.
1: I have to say that uh, they don't tell you about the the daddy weight that you put on. They, uh, they always talk about the, uh, <laughs> the, the, pregnant ladies, the the pregnant ladies putting on the weight after childbirth. So well, they don't talk about like the dads who normally would work out but uh, getting no sleep like for six. Six months in a row. I put on like the freshman fifteen, man. Really,
0: really. Yeah. All right. Well, that's actually going to play into one of our later segments. So I'm really <laughs> glad you actually said that. Oh. All right, man. So uh, you also said you got a new gig going, job wise. Uh, tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah. I uh, I got to be honest. I just I hated having a boss. So I decided to uh, go into business for myself. I'm in real estate now. Uh, signed on with Keller Williams and Ballantyne. Yeah. Uh, the number one the number one Keller Williams office on the planet. Uh oh. And Things are going well, man. It's uh, a phenomenal training program. They're there to back you up. So uh, I'm I'm ecstatic. Charlotte's a good market. You know that. Yeah, blowing um, up. Here. So it's, it's blowing up, and I wanted to get a little piece of the pie.
0: <laughs> I hear you, piece of the pie. Yeah, congratulations, man. That's, That's exciting. Awesome. That's awesome, P. I'm really glad for you. you. Johnny, so uh, you also started kind of a new gig here. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, first off, welcome back, man, as hey. always. Thanks. Love being here, man. Yeah, have yeah a I blast. mean, you are one of the original fellas. So, we can't, what would it be like without the ginger sensation? I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> he is a ginger, despite the fact that he doesn't have freckles. Uh, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tell
0: us a little bit about your new gig, Johnny.
2: Yeah. So, um, actually, it's uh, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, long story short, I actually moved to Charlotte, North Carolina to go back to school uh, to become a special education teacher where uh, I met Mr. T Bosch and I actually met Mr. Perez in Charlotte. And yeah, yeah. Good friends with Shout that. Shout out. Um, well, well, what? Yeah, so I am not teaching, but uh, a couple weeks ago, I ended up uh, getting involved and now became a partner in a company called Lead U, the letter U. Uh, The website is lead, the letter U, there.com. Uh, and what it is? It's a workshop for uh, it's basically kindergarten through twelfth grade. A leadership workshop, um, and we do a bunch of different curriculums. We have about uh, eight curriculums set up for each grade uh, in terms of it could be bullying, cyberbullying, uh, teaching kids how to be leaders. They're interactive, theatrical, fun workshops that are uh, given back to the kids and working with the schools. So uh, I'm back in sales and also able to uh, get involved with helping out children, which is what I want to do. So. It's it's all coming together. I'm really excited about it. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, home run. Yeah,
0: I think. I think it is too because Johnny can sell ice to an Eskimo. He just, he's got hustle all through his veins. So I have no doubt that you will convince these schools to use this
2: program. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you. And also, you know, when you get into sales, uh, you got to find something that you're passionate about selling. And uh, what better than going to school to be a teacher and now uh, selling programs to, uh, again, kids. better kids? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, That's awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome thank you hey, Johnny
1: as a, uh, as a father of two and a brother of uh, as <clears throat> someone with autism, I, I commend you, sir, do your thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely man. Congrats you. Johnny. Uh, you know what we I just realized as we were headed to the studio today on our last episode, episode five, Johnny did not shout out a city and he's always shouting out cities. So Johnny, who are you shouting out today? I was going to shout out uh,
2: Juno, Alaska.
0: Juno, Alaska. <laughs> why um,
2: why Juno, Alaska? You know, I feel like people just forget Alaska is part of the United States. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild, and I know how that okay, feels. Okay, all right. That's all right. fair. I That's may not fair. be a ginger, but I still am a redheaded stepchild and uh you know go alaska so uh you know i figured let's go that route yeah hey listen
0: you can relate to the redheaded stepchild <laughs> fair enough absolutely all right guys we're gonna get right into sports uh, now that we got done talking some life we're gonna do a new segment called quick hits and sports i'm gonna give you guys three topics and i want y'all to kind of give your opinion in under a minute 60 seconds that's all y'all got so make it quick First question, and we're going to go to Perez first on this. So the NFL just did Hall of Fame nominations, and T.O. once again has been denied his yellow Hall of Fame jacket. Should off-field issues that aren't illegal be enough to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? He is third in receptions all time and touchdowns third place. Should his ego and all the ridiculousness that he did off of the field contribute to the fact that he is not making the hall of fame right now?
1: Well, first of all, I don't think that it'll keep him out of the hall of fame. I think he'll eventually get in.
0: How long do you think uh, it'll I think
1: be that, you know, maybe a couple of years. I think what the the writers are trying to do here is kind of, kind of let these guys know, Hey, don't be a jackass when you're in the league.
2: I mean, <laughs> if we're going off,
1: if we're, if, if we're going off pure stat, of course he's a Hall of Famer. He's I mean, third all-time. Exactly. I mean, the, the stats don't lie. You know, it, it's just I think they're kind of studying the tone. Uh, T.O. gave a lot of people a lot of hell when he was in the league. And this is kind of their way to get back at him. It's like you know they did the same thing with Chris Carter. These guys with huge egos takes them a couple of years. I mean, if you're going on stats alone, by far he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Do you think they're going to do that to Chad Johnson as well?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think I think you know they're just going to make him sweat it a little bit. All I right. Think that's what you know, and hey, I don't mind it. It's to be almost with it's him. almost like he's
2: being punished, Johnny. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I mean, ultimately, one the writers uh, are the people that Tio was giving a hard time to for the majority of his career. So how could you turn around and be a schmuck to uh, people that are now going to have the ability to vote you in? It's it's one of those things where I don't think that it should, and I think that he will get in uh, but i don't think that off-field issues again like you said that aren't illegal and him just being you know a diva um you know and also he apparently was not very good in the locker room i don't think that really should have any effect on his individual ability even though it's a team sport but you don't go into the hall of fame as a team you go in as an individual so i think he will get in just okay. a matter of time
0: okay all right interesting interesting thoughts all right next question Did the media really create the feud between KD and Russell Westbrook? Or is the feud more about KD selling out on OKC to win a title? Is it created by the media to the point where people just think it's a feud? Or is there actually beef between the two of them? Perez, what do you think?
1: As far as I can tell, I think this this feud is completely fabricated by the media. I mean, if you watch their interviews, it doesn't seem like either guy cares a lot at all. I think they... Probably weren't the closest of friends when they were at OKC. They were teammates. I they, agree they with that. With. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. They, they played probably. Well together. Yeah, they probably just put up with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, like I've been, you know, quote unquote friends with a lot of people in my workplace, but once they leave and go to a competitor, or, you know, anywhere else, I don't talk to them again. Yeah. Like, see you ya. Know, Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, call all right. Like,
2: so, good to know, it, but not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So P. <laughs> thinks it's the media. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, I agree. I think, uh, you know, if you watched even when they were teammates, you know, I think. I don't really think the dynamics changed much. I think now there's just a different storyline that they can run with. But, you know, they were always trying to feed in. Did they like each other? Were they friends when they were on a team? Was that going to affect them playing together? I do think Russell Westbrook is uh, more of a, a tougher guy. I feel like Durant is just not very confrontational, where Russell Westbrook is a little bit more that way. But I, I absolutely think it's the media. All right, so you
0: both think it's the media. I'd just like to quickly point out that when they played each other earlier this year, there was shouting matches between the two of them going, on on the court so i think that they do not like each other at this point and i do think the media did kind of escalate that situation i agree next topic tiger woods does he pull out of tournaments because of injury to his body or an injured ego Perez.
1: <laughs> oh man tiger 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 <laughs> i'll tell you what the only reason that we're still talking about tiger woods is because he's tiger woods i know the guy he's done and in, in my opinion i think it's over i think his body shut down on him just my opinion. Uh, I find it kind of curious that right about the time he started to slump was when the uh, the PED, especially in baseball scene, uh, was uh, coming about. Yeah, he a lot of guys getting in trouble for PEDs, and I just find it very peculiar that right about the time they started ramping up the testing throughout all sports is when his game completely went to shit. I don't think it's because. His ex-wife threw a golf club in the back of the Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy is supposed to be the most mentally tough golfer in the game. I don't think a little family situation like that or a big family situation is going to throw him off his game from going number one to whatever he's ranked now. So, yeah, I think uh, I think he's done. I think his body shut down on him, and, uh, you know, we can have that discussion later about why.
0: I tend
2: to agree with you there. Johnny, what do you think? I think his body also shut down. I think it, is his, it also is his ego. problem with Tiger Woods is that he lost a lot of distance on his drives. He was never really—I mean, he was always obviously one of the best golfers in the world. Yeah, but he liked the long ball. Being able to get the ball out a lot further than the majority of the golfers put him in much better situations, and now he did lose a lot of that. And again, I didn't even think about the PD situation, but that does make a lot of sense. I think really what he needs to do is just get old enough to get into the senior tour, and then he can start winning again, uh, playing against (laughs) you know
0: 80-year-old men. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man. I totally agree.
1: I think that a little bit of it, too, is the fact that the field's catching up. These guys are getting stronger, they're getting faster, they're taking care of their bodies more. When he first came on the scene, he was going up against the the John Daly's that were like 100 pounds overweight. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Drinking beer, smoking stogies. (laughs) Yeah, so... Field's catching up a little bit too, but yeah,
0: it's uh, he's done. Yeah, and the equipment's getting
2: better too. You got to keep that in mind as the years go on. Yeah, which I agree, which I think helps even playing field a little bit more than maybe 20 years ago. All right, so interesting thoughts, fellas. Interesting
0: thoughts. All right, so that was our segment, Quick Hits in Sports. We're gonna move on to our main topic of the day, a little NBA update. We're gonna go kind of across the board. I'm gonna I'm gonna broach a few subjects. We're gonna start with the biggest trade before the NBA trade deadline. DeMarcus Cousins, Mr. Boogie Cousins to the Pelicans. With Anthony Davis, are the Pelicans a potential contender?
2: Johnny. Yeah, I think actually, I mean, I thought that they were trending in that direction anyway. The biggest thing, though, is Boogie Cousins is going to probably be suspended uh, half of the games (laughs) that are remaining since he's already got the 15 technicals.
0: Yeah, he's actually suffered two suspensions because he's over the limit so far. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and that'll go for the rest of the season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't think necessarily they're going to be contenders for a championship this year uh, or next year, but it is going to be interesting to see what they do to build around the two of them. I think they're key pieces to potential uh, dynasty when every other team that's better than them is in the league anymore. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. p what do you think?
1: Not yet. Not Definitely, yet. I, I Definitely, I don't see them getting into the playoffs this year with those two. I mean, I, if you look at their their roster, other than Drew Holiday, I don't know who anybody else is. They're all irrelevant. What did they lose, like three games in a row when Boogie got back? Yes. You know, it's just it's going to take them time to mesh together. It depends on what the owners do as far as putting pieces around them. With the game the way it is today, you don't see a lot of teams going with size anymore. You're seeing a lot of shooting. You're seeing a lot of three pointers being made. It's just a different kind of game. I think if you put these guys on a team together, you know, 15 years ago, it might be a different story. But I, I don't see it working. Yeah,
0: you know what, Perez, I'm I'm going to tend to agree with you a little bit more. I think they're one. Are two players away from being any significance at all in the Western conference, because a, the West is super good across the board. And more importantly, it's definitely not going to happen this year because they're four games out of the playoffs right now. They're the second to last team in the West as of today. So the Pelicans have a long way to go, but I do think it's a start. If you have those two on the court and you can add a couple of pieces, I think you're money. All right, next question. So we're going to go a little hometown question to my boy in Charlotte over here. Pires. Why are the Hornets so damn bad right now? Perez, please answer me this. I want to know, Johnny, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get your thought on it first. I mean, Kemba Walker made his first all-star game. He was the first Hornet since Gerald Wallace in 2010. That's seven years without an all-star, but Kemba's killing it. I want to know why you guys think that the Hornets suck so bad right now. What do you think, Johnny?
2: I mean, they're still better than the Knicks, so... (laughs) Buy it like a game, man. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I honestly, did they maybe just overachieve the past couple of years? I mean, there's a... You know, if you're not an advocate NBA player, um, there's not really too many guys on the Hornets over the past couple of years that were household names. But they played real well together, and they were a gritty team, I think, this what, year. What, you mean
0: Bismat Biombo wasn't a household name? Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> he got paid 50 mil, so I guess he was a household name, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> but I just think that, uh, you know, again, they do have young, good talent. Uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, you know, finally not being injured for the majority of the season. Kemba, you got the ability to build and continue to grow. So I think this may just be a little bit of, uh, you know, speed bump or whatever bump in the road but i think that they'll get back on track and just start adding pieces
0: yeah i they need to do something they really do i i do say a lot of it has to do with injuries this year but what do you think perez
1: johnny hit the nail on the head they overachieved last year they weren't that good last year and we're where we're at right now guys is you know, Kemba's great, and he has to do a lot on a nightly basis just for us to even compete. But, you know, once again, Johnny was right. We don't have any big names other than that. If you're telling me that Nicholas Batum is, you know, going to be a superstar, then you're wrong. I mean, the Bellinelli thing didn't work out. Uh, we don't have a double-digit rebounder on our team Yeah. Um, when we're supposed to be a defensive big team. so. I don't know what they're trying to do. Um, we're in purgatory right now, man. It sucks because we're going to be right at that eight or nine spot again. And yep. we're going to, I mean, what, what are we playing for? Exactly. That's the thing. is, like we're, we're, we're going we're to do our best to try to make an eight seed where we're going to get routed by Cleveland again. And we're going to get a number, another mid first round pick. Like yeah. as a Charlotte Hornet fan and as a, as a native of the city, I hate to say it, but I'd like to see him kind of tank. No, get a, get a better pick.
0: man. I, I cannot listen. I watch every Hornets game. I cannot watch that for the last 20 games of the year. There's just no way. Listen, I think it comes down to this. Steve Clifford is a coach that is supposed to be defensive minded for the first 20 games of the year. We were killing it on defense. We were number one in offensive rebounding um, points per possession or points per game versus other people. Honestly, I think we got away from it more to that point. I think that Steve Clifford is probably on the hot seat right now. You do have Patrick Ewing sitting next
2: to him.
1: I, I completely disagree. I think Steve Clifford is the only reason why we have won as many games as we do. He is the most important piece on that team. Without him, we're we're probably the last seed right now in the East. I mean, or somewhere around it. You got guys. I mean, you look at Philadelphia; like they're making things happen there because they've tanked two years in a row. They're going to have another high draft pick again this year. Steve Clifford has done the best with what he has but these guys just they're they're dropping the ball man like and then you have Rich Cho going out and getting Miles plumly Yeah. I, That's listen. All right. You he know what? Great. I'm, I'm upset. That amount of money. Come I'm on. upset. I don't <laughs> want to
0: talk about this anymore, actually. All right. We're moving. on. I'm done with this. I've, I'm getting like, I'm starting to shake as you start to point out all the things that I think in my mind. So I think you're right on point. Perez. All right. Next topic. Phil Jackson. Do you think he's a douche for baiting Carmelo Anthony into leaving the Knicks? He had all those cryptic tweets a few weeks ago. Where do you think the best fit is for Carmelo if he actually leaves the Knicks? Johnny, what do you think as a Knicks fan?
2: Well, you know my stance on Carmelo. I didn't want him <laughs> to resign to begin with. And then once they resigned him with this no trade clause, uh, which again, NBA is notorious for the players being able to dictate where they go. Well, with his contract, he can dictate that. I think Phil is kind of throwing him under the bus, hoping that if he pisses him off enough, he will accept a trade anywhere. And Johnny hopes that, too, because he detests Carmelo. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I don't detest Carmelo, but the problem is where Carmelo's at in his career, the way and his style of play, we're never going to win with Carmelo. So now we have him for another three years Then we got to start rebuilding from there. So now you're talking five, six years before we're even competitive. So I want to just get rid of him now, get some draft picks, younger players, get his salary off of, uh, you know, off the books, and then start building. Uh, Yeah, so we have Przingis. So we have one guy that is, uh, it's basically good. We actually only had four guys from last year still on the roster this year.
0: Yeah, no, um, y'all had a lot of turnover. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, is Phil a douche for uh for the tweets and trying to...
2: How do you call somebody with 10 rings a douche? Uh, I think what Phil Jackson okay. needs to Fair do, enough. though, is he needs <laughs> to either coach or we need to move on from him. Okay. Because the triangle and what he wants to make work, every coach he's brought in hasn't been able to do anything, and we've gotten worse. So, obviously, that's not working.
0: All right, Perez, what do you think? You think um, Phil's in the wrong for doing it that way? And do you think... Carmelo fits somewhere better than where he is right now.
1: I think Phil, I think he pulled a douchey move. Yeah, I think it was a douche move. But the thing is, is that I feel like it was his only move. And I'll give you the reason why I think that is because think about it. If I was Phil Jackson and I'm sitting there and I I have this guy, Carmelo, who's a one-way player. He's a pretty good scorer. He's a liability on defense and he's making all that money. He's supposed to be the the cornerstone of your team. Right. I'm sorry. I think Phil's smart enough to know that it's not going to work out. So what is his option? He's going to be a douche. he's Going to try to get Carmelo to not want to be in New York by being a douche, or he's going to show ownership that he handled the situation so badly if it doesn't work that they're going to fire him. Yeah. (laughs) So he's either going to, which he would, you know, I think he would be okay with that. I I think think he would be okay with that too. I think he's either trying to get fired or he's trying to get Carmelo out one of the two is going to happen.
2: Well, they just actually reported that James Dolan already said that he's not opting out of Phil's contract and he will complete the five years because the Knicks have the control over that. But you also got to remember, we have a douchebag owner yeah, in James Dolan. James a who, no, right. No. You know, I mean, just look what happened with Charles Oakley, one of the best players to play for the Knicks, and he yep. gets thrown out of the stadium because James Dolan didn't like him. Yep. so um, that, was a,
0: that was quite the debacle. I think
2: it's, yeah, I, honestly, I just I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to change. And again, by, we're gonna have to wait until Carmelo's contracts up and then try to rebuild from there. And, uh, you know, it's I mean, we don't have a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, the we'll, at least we'll see do what
0: happens with the always flailing Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I mean, with 20 games other, left, go ahead, Perez.
1: I was going to say the other part of the question, I think uh, after looking at it, I don't know of a team that Carmelo would go and make better, which is a sad part. Like I, I looked at the Clippers, I looked at the Rocket, they're doing kind of just fine without him. Even the Cavs, like I wouldn't trade away Love to get Carmelo because once again, Carmelo is a liability on defense. Like
0: I agree with that. Love
1: can get you. Love can get you twenty three, twenty four a game if he wants to, I, if he needs to. But,
0: I feel like. I mean,
1: Carmelo, he's just not worth it.
0: I feel like spot up shooters are good for what they're good for, but teams want hustle players, and Carmelo is not that. Yep. Right. Uh, all right. So with twenty games left in the season, exactly twenty games, actually, do you think Russell Westbrook? <clears throat> can finish averaging a triple-double. He's 31 points a game, 10.7 rebounds a game, 10.1 assists per game. Johnny, what do you think?
2: So we had this uh, topic. Yeah,
0: we have a- talked about this before, but now there's 20 games yeah, left, and he's actually uh, still averaging a
2: triple-double. Actually, I think that was 20 games into the season, yes. and I said that I thought he had a good shot at doing it then, and I think now, absolutely, especially if, once they clinch a playoff spot, I think then he'll kind of play to the numbers, if you want my opinion, especially if it's not necessarily going to affect the seating. He'll take a couple extra shots. He'll make a couple extra passes that he may not have normally made. Yep, he's uh, trying to get it for sure. (laughs) So I do. I do absolutely think he's going to do it. What Uh, do you think, Perez?
1: I think that he is very capable of doing it. It it kind of depends on – I don't know exactly what their schedule is looking like. But you know what's interesting, though? There's so many people focused on Russell Westbrook, and he's had an amazing season. Do you know that James Harden is averaging 28-8-11 and 11 right now? Yeah. He's almost averaging a triple-double, too. That's amazing that we have two guys in today's game almost averaging a triple-double on the season.
0: And they're both ball hogs, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? They throw up more shots than anybody else in the NBA as well, so that's
2: kind of uh, that'll get you to. Michael
0: Jordan, that's true. All right, hey, listen, don't hate on MJ on my
2: show, bro. Well, actually, <laughs> hasn't uh, James Harden? Hasn't he actually gotten more triple doubles, more game, more triple doubles throughout the season? I think he has one or two more than Russell, Russell no, Westbrook.
0: No, I think he's no. got more fifty-point triple doubles. Oh, okay, because I saw something, season.
2: but because uh, okay, All right, yeah, that's no,
0: no, about. no one's even touching russell westbrook on this right now all right so next hey, up I
1: wasn't, I wasn't hating on jordan by the way he's
2: a car <laughs> on well he's a crappy tipper that's what i hear from my friends in charlotte so let's hate on jordan
0: <laughs> all right so kd just got hurt last week uh he's got a grade two knee sprain does this slow the warriors down in the west what do you think johnny no they still have those basically the same exact team as they had last year Uh, but they have a much their bench was a lot better last year
2: yeah well once again i don't think when you get to the playoffs realistically uh very few teams play as many bench players as the warriors i think they'll be perfectly fine and then he'll be back so really he's just resting and getting ready for the playoffs i mean they already clinched so um i don't think it's going to be an issue whatsoever if anything it's going to probably benefit him because he will be relaxed and uh Rested. More energized. Yeah, rested. Yeah,
1: rested. What about you, P? Listen, you can't complain that adding Kevin Durant to the Warriors is unfair if when he gets hurt, you're going to say that they suck. Right, <laughs>
2: right, right. I agree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think they're going to be just fine without him, I think, and I hate to say this because I, just, I can't even really hate on the Warriors, but, you know, I, I don't like anybody that's not the Hornets really. But You don't have any love.
0: Anything, wait, wait, hold on. You don't have any love for Steph Curry being that he grew up in our city.
1: I love Steph Curry. I just don't like the Warriors.
0: Okay. All right, fair enough. Keep going.
1: Um, but I think that um if anything it might actually help the Warriors. I think that they'll they'll come closer together. Things like this typically make teams better. When the guy comes back, they're gonna he's going to fit right back in, and they're going to be hitting their stride. I don't think, you know, really there's anybody in the in the West that's going to compete with them in a seven-game series anyway, okay. with or without. Them. All right,
0: well, that actually goes into my next question. Do you think there's any teams in the West or East that are going to beat the Warriors or Cavs in the playoffs? So we already know Perez thinks there's nobody that's going to slow the Warriors down. We'll stick with you, Perez. Do you think there's anybody in the East that will be able to take on the Cavs?
1: No, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, very simply, just no. Uh, I think out of all the teams in the East that have a real, real shot at beating the Cavs in a seven-game series, it would be the uh, the uh, Washington Wizards. Uh, I like their team, I like the way they play the you know, I like the style of ball they play. Like, the Wizards. Uh, John Wall. Really? Yeah. They're balling right now, man. You don't think the don't, don't Celtics? On the Wizards.
0: You don't think the Celtics have a better shot at them than the Wizards do in the playoffs?
1: No, I, I honestly don't. I think I think Boston's heading in the right direction. I think they're a couple of pieces short of what they need. But man, if you and I know that the Celtics beat the Cavs the last time they played, but if you watch the Cleveland Cavs, it's like the first three quarters they're kind of they're like, oh, you know, we're having fun. This is fun. Oh, an NBA game. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, this is cool. Right? And then they're going to be tied with you. And then all of a sudden, like, in the fourth quarter, you're going to, like, go to the bathroom, come back, and they're going to be up by 14. And they're going to be like, <laughs> you know what? I feel like, uh, I feel like we want to win this game now, so let's just go ahead and, like, run off a quick 14.
0: Okay, yeah, they do let's do think. that sometimes, yeah.
1: For, for, for the season seasons that Russell uh, Westbrook and James Harden are having I still think that LeBron James is the MVP he's freaking ridiculous bro. I know. like the way that he make, the way that he makes other people better around him those other guys aren't doing that sorry God,
0: I hate I listen does. I hate I hate when people love LeBron in front of me but I think he may be right as much as I hate to admit that you may be right Perez you may be right what do you think Johnny
2: so the east I think that the teams that are being competitive and Outside of the Cavs, I think they're too young. Uh, Like I said, the Celtics, the Wizards, uh, even the Raptors. So I don't think that they have, again, all the pieces. So I don't think anybody can beat the Cavs in the East. In the West, somehow everybody forgets about the Spurs. San Antonio. They forget about them. Kawhi is dirty. But they just, nobody talks about them. But I absolutely think. But isn't that that how it's been through
0: all their championships? No one talks about it. It just happens.
2: So I think that. They love it.
0: They feed off of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they love flying under it. I mean
2: Popovich, air. man, he is an unbelievable coach and uh I think that they would and could give the Warriors are run for the money. But on a side note, as Hornets fans, the two of you, because uh, it doesn't affect me, <laughs> I would think you would want the Warriors to win the next couple of years because then when Steph Curry's contract comes up, he could say he did what he needed to do. Now let's go home and play for the Hornets. I've
0: been saying that for the last three years. Yep. I need him to just win out in, in Golden State so he gets tired of winning there and he comes home. Absolutely. What I do think- you think? You want
1: yeah, people? You- as As long as we can get this HB2 bill under control, dude, I think he'll be all right. I think
0: he'll come home. Good God. (laughs) Uh, All right. So that's our NBA talk for the day. A little NBA update for you. We're going on to a new segment. It's our question of the day. And question of the day, I'm going to give you four options and you have to tell me which one you would choose. Greatest comeback ever. That is our question of the day. The four options for you. Cavaliers over warriors down three, one Patriots over Falcons down 28, nine going into the fourth quarter Pacers versus Knicks eight point deficit in 11 seconds. I know that one burns Johnny's britches and then the Red Sox, <laughs> <laughs> the Red Sox versus the Yankees in the 2004 NLCS where they were down 3-0. Johnny greatest comeback ever. What do you think of those four? Ah. Uh, well, the one that hurts the most is
2: the Pacers versus Knicks. I have nightmares about Reggie Miller and, <laughs> and those eight points in eleven seconds. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I'm going to have to say the Patriots over the Falcons. I mean, that was absurd watching that game. We talked about this last podcast. Uh, you know, Thompson and I sitting there watching it. I just, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, how it was done. I mean, they, it, it was unbelievable. Um, I think all four of these options were incredible games, but I'm going to have to say the Patriots over the Falcons. Uh, just because of it being yeah. the Super Bowl listen, it was
0: it was absolutely incredible, and to anyone that didn't see it, I don't know what y'all are doing on Super Bowl Sunday, but you need to get your head out of your butt. Well, they probably
2: stopped watching it <laughs> after the third quarter like we did with the Broncos, uh, Seattle game. You know, yeah. They were like, this is over. Maybe. But, uh, oh, God, man, that was insane. I'm glad All I right. didn't care either way.
0: So Johnny's taking Pats over Falcons. What do you think, Perez?
1: You know, I had to think long and hard about this because I hate the Falcons. <laughs> I know. so good and so <laughs> And I hate the Patriots, too, but I was so happy to see the Falcons lose. I think that's the one that I enjoyed the most by far. Is it the most impressive? No, I think, you know, and this is hard for me to say, too, because I am a Yankees fan, but what the Red Sox did had never been done before, and... The fact that they're arch rivals, I think there was something a little bit extra special with the Red Sox coming back on the Yankees with, you know, just David Ortiz hitting the home runs. I mean, it was, it it was hard for me to watch because I am a Yankees fan, but I think uh, at the end of the day, (laughs) I'm going to have to pick that one.
0: Okay. All right. Well, he says Red Sox versus Yankees. Johnny says Pats over Falcons. I'm going to go Pats over Falcons because it's freshest in my mind Mm -hmm. and God, I love to hate the Falcons just so much. (laughs) All right. And that was our question of the day. Here we go, gentlemen. Everyone's favorite game is on deck. Pick one. If you're a first time listener, I apologize in advance. This gets pretty juvenile. I'm just saying we've had some of our fellas get spanked on the court at Wimbledon by Serena. We've had some of them drink LeBron's tears of joy. So with that being said, Perez, I know you've heard a couple of the podcasts before. Uh, you've been tuned in. You know how this works. I'm going to give you two options. They're both
2: really terrible, but you got to choose
0: which one over the other one.
2: I've gotten in trouble for these before Perez. So good luck, sir.
0: <laughs> All right. First pick one. Here we go. What have I got myself into? Yeah. I, listen, you wanted to be on this. man. just saying. All right. So first pick one, would you rather have to, in your current physical condition, complete a marathon? Now keep in mind, there is absolutely no quitting whatsoever. You must cross the finish line or Put a toothpick under your big toenail and kick a wall as hard as you can.
2: (laughs) You did just tell us you gained about 15 pounds from daddy weight, so
0: (laughs) that's why I said that the daddy weight was gonna factor into the segment of the show. All right, so who wants to go first? Would y'all rather do a marathon in your current condition? Or stick a toothpick under your big toe and kick a wall as hard as you can. <laughs> I'll
1: go first. Listen, you know what? I might have put on 15 pounds, but I'm still a baller. I'm going to run that marathon. All right, man.
0: Gonna- <laughs> you sure you're going to survive that? I Listen, I sure, feel... I got this. A, a marathon, bro. That is long and far, sir. Hey, you can... I can- yeah. No. Listen. You don't. You can. You can take as much. To, it could take you three days. There's no like stopping in at hotels and like taking naps or anything. <laughs> but you you have to finish, and you can go at whatever pace you'd like. So you take. The pain and anguish of the marathon over the toothpick and the big toenail.
1: I think that I would uh, rock out like uh, Hansel and Zoolander and just rock the razor and like bust that out whenever I needed it. Just, uh, <laughs> All right, Johnny, what about you?
2: I don't know. I hate running, but I also <laughs> I also hate breaking my toes. Which I, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it, a marathon's what? Like 26 miles? Yeah, about
1: 26. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm really competitive though. Uh, I smoke a lot of cigarettes, but I ran uh, a 5K and smoked a cigarette crossing the finish line. And uh, you know, a I think I did pretty well. Has nothing on a marathon, dude. Yeah. It's true, but hey, it's a
1: start. It's uh, a start. yeah,
2: I mean, uh, Why are you
1: going to kick a man down, man. I'm sorry,
2: man. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, actually, you know what? Screw the marathon. If my girlfriend hears that I'm gonna want to run a marathon, she's gonna want me running with yeah, her, she's
0: gonna hold you to it. Yeah,
2: she runs like four and a half miles a day. Um, so uh, nah, I'm kicking the wall with the 2 alright you All right,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> y'all had opposite answers on that. All right, that's terrific. I love that.
0: All right, next pick one, would you rather? Take a charge from LeBron James on a fast break, coming full speed down the lane, or have to wax and shave every speck of your hair from your head and face. I'm talking eyebrows, hair, beard, hell, even your nose and ear hair. Wax, wax and shave completely, bu- like you would look like an alien. I would look. Have like you ever powder. seen the movie? Powder? <laughs> yes, exactly. That was actually what I was thinking about when I wrote this. Like the movie powder. Yeah. And and you're and I know well, I know Johnny's pasty and I don't know what it looks like <laughs> under all that ginger hair, but I know it's probably pretty white. perez on the other hand, I'm sure he's got a tan like always, because perez always he's got that good shade of non pasty going on. So I'm sure perez oh, yeah. may look okay, but Johnny, I would love to see you without an a speck of hair on your head. So Johnny, what would you take?
2: Well, um, being that I have a beautiful, loving girlfriend, uh, it wouldn't be as bad doing that. Because Because you're not uh, trying
0: to pick up chicks?
2: Yeah, I would never be able to. They wouldn't see me. They would be like, what the hell is going on here? Who is talking to me? Um, (laughs) They wouldn't see me. (laughs) Yeah, especially if there was white walls. Um, Yeah, no, I'm going, uh, I'm going, I'm going to go with that.
1: All right, Perez. what about you, man? I would totally get charged by LeBron, man. I think you might be able to get an autograph out of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just bring the Sharpie, stick it in your shoe, take the charge, get up, and hand him the pen.
1: Like, after I pick up my teeth off the floor, I can be like, hey, (laughs) bro, please on my jersey. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's funny.
0: P-Rez, so y'all have been opposite on both these questions. That's interesting.
1: All right, okay.
0: All right, that's interesting. So the last pick one, here we go. To start this off, I need y'all to pick an animal. Any animal. Just say an animal. Johnny, you first. Any animal. Possum. Possum. Perez, pick an animal.
1: I was thinking kangaroo. Are they both marsupials?
0: We'll consider it an animal. (laughs) Despite the technical terms. All right, so Johnny. Johnny wants a possum. Perez wants a kangaroo. So with that said, would you rather eat a dead possum or kangaroo's heart? Some of that raw, uncooked goodness. Completely uncooked for $1,000. Or you both know about the state of my feet. Perez, I know it's probably been a long time (laughs) since you've seen my feet. But you both know what my feet look like. Would you rather have to put my Jesus feet toes in your mouth for 10 minutes after I've ran a 5K? And that also is for $1,000. So you got $1,000 on the line. Would you rather eat a possum or kangaroo heart raw and uncooked or put my Jesus feet toes in your mouth for 10 minutes? Perez.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> you
1: know what? Man,
0: it, that's when a I tough it, one. I know this is a tough one.
1: When I think of Jesus' feet, I think of Tommy G, by the way. Shout out to Tommy G. (laughs) Shout
0: out to Tommy Toes. All right.
1: Um, But I think I'd just go, like, I think I'd go eat the kangaroo heart, man, because it'd be, like, a man thing. Like, I would would make it, like, I'd start singing, like, that song from Lion King. And I was, like, I would hold it up and just, like, go at it, like, you know, yeah, I would totally eat the kangaroo heart while singing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: disgusting. What about you, Johnny?
2: Uh, can I get paid 2000 for doing both? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it at the same time.
0: Uh, I've never. I've, I, these are so horrible
2: sometimes. We I've can never eat- heard
0: someone say they want to do both. Well, listen,
2: <laughs> We can make like a uh, toe heart. Uh, um, Oh my god! I'm going with the possum. I know we're on the radio, but uh, (laughs) there should. I I wish that everybody had the opportunity to see Thomas's feet.
0: Listen, they've improved over the years. I'm not gonna lie; like I've taken better care of my feet. I don't rock sandals or go barefoot everywhere. But they're still pretty. I mean, they're. I don't know. (laughs) You
1: know. You know how they say you have a face for radio? Thomas definitely has feet for radio. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I think
2: Victoria <laughs> makes him sleep with socks on.
1: No, so I don't scratch her yeah. in the middle of the night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she bought a She bought a twin size bed on purpose so that these would hang off
2: the bed. His dad makes him keep his shoes on. And if anybody knows Thomas's dad, nobody's allowed to have their shoes on in the house. But his dad is like, no, no, Thomas. Keep your shoes on. You keep your shoes on.
0: (laughs) Oh, you assholes. All right. Guys, we're officially out of time, gentlemen. We are officially out of time. We went a little long today. But Perez, listen, man, it is honestly, I'm so glad that you joined the show today, man. It, I'm really stoked to have you on. You are one of my more knowledgeable sports friends, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you again, sir.
1: It was a pleasure being on, man. Good uh, good chat with you guys. I had a blast.
0: Yeah. You want to do this again after doing this once. Are you in for round two?
1: Absolutely. 100%. All right. Terrific. Awesome. I love it. I love awesome. it. Maybe awesome.
2: we'll uh, take a trip to Charlotte or you come down to Charleston and uh, yeah, we'll, do we'll, we'll do one on live.
1: I would love to. You guys sound a lot better than I do, I'm sure. You guys sound
0: all fancy. P-Rez, you killed it, bro. You absolutely killed it. I appreciate you stopping by. Johnny, as always, my friend. I appreciate you making the trip, hanging out, talking
2: sports, talking
0: junk, and talking about my Jesus feet.
2: no nope, love it, man. And Rez, it's a pleasure. Good luck with uh, with the real estate. Yeah, and, go uh, sell some houses, Rez. Yeah, man. And good <laughs> luck, good luck with the
0: kids. All right, y'all. That's another episode of T-Bosh and the Fellas in the Books, episode six. On episode seven, we're going to be talking about the greatest rivalries in sports, college basketball, and March Madness. It's coming up. So we're going to be covering a bunch of that. And of course, everyone's favorite game, pick one. Y'all stay positive, stay productive, and damn it, be nice to each other. We'll catch you on the next one, guys.